Okay, okay, we are back on sipping on a 42 night. Let's do it. Let's talk about this game against the St. Louis Blues. Has there been a team in NHL history that's had a better 12 month span than this team that is facing off against the Canucks? Let's be real. Go check the stats. Now your Canucks, yes, your Canucks. They're they're a playoff team, right? Aren't they? And now these games matter? They really do? Hey, you should do this, okay? If you have a friend or family member that's been tuned out of the Vancouver Canucks and what they do on the regular, get them back in, all right? Tell them to jump on the wagon now because these games matter. They really do. I also want to talk about the best duos when it comes to a, to a forward and a defenseman in the NHL. Where does Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson stack up? Let's be real. Those two for your Canucks, they're incredible. Yo, look, look how look how happy I am. Look how optimistic I am. Yo, I'm fucking with the city of Vancouver right now. I I'm messing with this hockey team. Yo, road to becoming a strong bubble team. We may have already got there. I'm talking about this now. Road to the damn tailgate. Yes, the damn tailgate. April, it's coming up. Let's do this. Sipping on a 40. Man, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. Yo, 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 what is up? Welcome to another episode of Sippin' on a 40. My name, Kyle Bowen. Shout out to SB Nation. Shout out to Nux Misconduct. Go get the network. You get four shows with one swipe, one tap. Tomorrow, we'll have another episode of Power of the Towel and another episode of Quickie. On the Power of the Towel, I think we have Quadrellion. Is that yep. correct, Bondi? A hundred percent. We have the one, the only David Quadrellion. All right, one word to describe Quadrelli. Hmm. Electric. Electric, wow. I like that. Wow, this guy gets electric? All right, I'll give it to him, man. When he when he talks about Quinn Hughes, sparks fly. You sparks can tell fly. there's love. You can tell there's love. Hey, the young chap, big dreamer. Shout out to Quadrelli. The Canucks tonight, they beat the St. Louis Blues. Yo, here's a fun fact. I don't know if this is right. I'm just assuming. But since last January, the St. Louis Blues have played 90 hockey games, and they've won 75. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, right? Ridiculous. I think that's right. That, that's how much of a tear these guys have been on. And including in that little stretch that they had for a year, they have a Stanley Cup. Is that not the best 12-month stretch of all time in life? In, in hockey, yeah. It's definitely up there. How, it's it's hard, up there, to, hard, hard to argue against it. Man, they were fucking buzzing tonight. Oh, they were so they, good They tonight. were winning like every puck battle. They were just they were just like putting on a clinic, especially late in the third period. Oh, yeah. They were, man. They, they were a stronger team. They're wise. And again, in their last 90 games, I think that they have 75 wins, including a Stanley Cup. They're a great hockey team. Now, are people going to get offended with me saying this? But once again, we see the Vancouver Canucks win a game because of their goaltending. But once again, this is just the recipe for success with a what, young team you, when, and really yeah. good goaltending. Who's to say this can't continue for a whole season? Maybe it's, it's not a long-term thing to build on. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But it can continue for a season. Exactly. And so. having two good goalies who can give you quality starts, as the one Harmon Dial put it. Quality fucking starts, man. What does that what does that mean again? I mean, no, actually I think it was Trevor who brought it up. Oh yeah, no, Trevor yeah. brought it up. Trevor brought yeah. it up. 
He loves that stat. He just yeah. smiles every quality time he brings starts. that up. Every star is a quality star in the NHL. That's what I say. The Canucks tonight, they beat the St. Louis Blues 3-1. to one. And Thatcher Demko, I think he had like 37 saves. And he was remarkable. This might have been, no, this was Thatcher Demko's best game of his career. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That yeah, one save he made where like it hurt, it hurt my groin looking at it. Like I'm how can like someone's six four that flexible to slide across and fucking get a piece of it? Dude, aren't ridiculous. you a aren't you a road hockey goalie? I'm not I'm not that ridiculous. Oh I fucking I can't I can't slide across that quick. What made you want to get a net on, on the road? Isn't that scary? I, I hated playing a net. That's not my thing. I I don't mind it. Like it was just one of those things where I'll give it a shot and then I don't I don't go ever I I'm like Yeah, it was just one of those things where I just decided, yeah, I'll give it a shot and and you did it. History. You never get scared of that orange ball. Yo, my balls are small. I yeah. guess, you know, I, I don't want to I got enough in padding. It. it doesn't, like, I'm not going to get hurt. Sometimes it catches you in a place with not a lot of padding and stings, but. Your friends must love you, man. Who wants to go in that? And you're just like, yo, me. Motherfucker. Does it have something to do with you being Italian and Buffon? Is that guy? Yeah, that oh, guy no, still he's, still, he's still kicking, man. He's one of my favorite athletes ever. There you go. Oh, that's yeah, what, I love that's him. why. That's yeah, the answer. Yeah, maybe it is. Yeah, There's, actually. Yeah, yeah look at back. Yeah. Yo, I've been looking deep into my childhood, and I'm telling you, Things are coming back, and I remember why I am the person. Why I am the person I am today is because of my childhood, and we just got the answer right there. Yeah, straight Here up, you, dude. You're a goalie because of a fawn. Anyways, the Canucks once again two one victory over the St. Louis. Oh three one. I'm sorry, over the St. Louis Blues. Demko, amazing. Another player who was on, who was on a tear today, was Jake Vertanen. Yo, what was this guy doing on vacation? I think this was the first vacation that Jake Vertanen went on where he was like, yo. I just want to watch film, and I want to no, work out. Bullshit. He was off fucking watching film. No, Cabo, this dude man. was watching film. Dude, he was in Cabo. Drink, he was drinking some special tequila that gave him new 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 levels of hockey IQ. That's what he was doing. Jake Vertanen. He's good. <laughs> he's yeah. been good for a long he, time this season. He's scoring over twenty goals. I hate to tell you. Oh man! So once again, if Jake Vertanen scores twenty goals this season, I am forced to drink three tall cans. Shotgun. No, shotgun. Shotgun. Three tall cans. <laughs> I'm gonna find a lawyer though. I'm trying to get out of this. I'm gonna Look, do hey, something. Hey, <laughs> no. I, I'm gonna say you can weasel out of this bet. I won't think anything less of you. I'm gonna weasel my way out because here's the thing: he is getting 20. I, I'm gonna try reducing my sentence to two shotguns. Oh, two, you're gonna two, yes. two tall cans. You're sending the plea bargain, sending the appeal. Something, something, something. Because he is he is getting 20. Let's be real. Yeah. It, he's playing with I Pedersen just, and Miller. He stays on his first line for the rest of the season. He's getting more than 20. He's probably getting like 20 to 25. Wow. Wow. He seems different. It, it's like he actually got smarter at the game of hockey. He's making the right plays. He's, he's in the right places. And maybe most importantly, the dude is having fun. Confident. A lot of fun. I bet you it's fucking way, 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 way more fun to play with Pedersen and Miller than... Sutter. Yeah, and Brandon Sutter, yeah. No, that I'm just looking at something right now. Speaking of Brandon Sutter, you know how how many minutes this line played? Jay Beagle, Tater Top Mott, and Brandon Sutter. Sutter had 14, 14 minutes, almost fifteen. Mott over fifteen, and Jay Beagle had eighteen minutes of Jesus ice time. Christ. Eighteen. I see. I, th this is my one worry about this game. Is I hope this doesn't give Travis Green the wrong impression that you can play Jay Beagle eighteen minutes a night to nurse a two-one lead. Well, right? I mean, I would say that these numbers and these minutes are kind of over exaggerated because these guys were these guys were just pinned, yeah, absolutely exactly. pinned in the zone. They couldn't get out. They wanted to get off the ice. They didn't but want to play was, that much. But yeah, but they, but Travis Green was still pumping out that line. Yeah, every chance he got, like seemed like in the third period, they played a lot, and they played a lot more than Brock Besser. 
I mean, again, the Canucks won today, mainly because of their goaltending. And they had a strong second period. I, I will say that. Are we about to see a problem here with Brock Besser? Or is or is Besser going to find his way back in the top six? Because it just doesn't look right having him on the third line. Say what you want about Erickson and Pearson. Besser needs to be in your top oh, six. Oh, yeah. In my I, opinion. I, I think it's going to be a situation where if someone in the top six kind of slips up a bit, then they put Besser in. If Louie doesn't get points on an empty net. Yeah. If he doesn't get that empty net, if he doesn't get do his do his part on the empty nets, which is why he's getting paid six million dollars a year, he's money on those empty nets. <laughs> then I think Brock Besser goes back. But it's, it's like the Canucks have won like I was seeing on Twitter after the game that this is their ninth straight win. Ninth straight home win. I, sorry, ninth straight home win. Why do you want to break up a lineup that's fucking cruising like that at home? No, that's a good question. Not unless you have to. That's a good question, especially when you're you're coaching this team and you have to make the playoffs. I mean, you, you've you been saying it. Green has to make the playoffs. He's going to ride with what's getting him to dust. Is Travis Green on the proverbial hot seat if he doesn't make the playoffs? Well, you're saying it. it. It's ice cold right now. But if they don't make the playoffs, it gets molten hot. Like right away. Instantly. With all those guys that have got canned. Yeah. Coach, uh, firing coaches is just a fun thing to do. Why not? It's e it's easy to do. You didn't make me happy. Boom, yeah. bam, you're done. Okay, get out of here. Get Peter Laviolette in. There you go. Whatever. Okay, let's talk more about Demko. Okay, let's let's talk about the over under when it comes to the amount of games he's gonna he's gonna get in the next 32 games to end off the season. Okay, so what okay, do you well, think? How he's many how many starts does he have now? Uh, what is he? 10, 5, and one. I don't know how many starts he has, so but he has 10, 5, and one. So 16, 16 games played. Yeah, 32 games left. What, what, what are we just, doing? Over just, under? Just yeah. Just start start now. Let's okay. say the, let's, let's say the game totals at zero. How many starts does he get from now to the end of the season? Because I'll, I'll say I'm still on. I'm still saying it's pretty low, six or seven. I was gonna say like seven or eight. Okay. He gets around like 25, 26 starts. Markstrom? No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 25, 26 starts, and then Demko probably gets yes. the rest. Yeah. So I. I only asked you that question because while we were watching this game, you kind of want to see him play more. I do want to see him play more. But you I just like, don't see it happening. I just, I don't see Travis Green taking a risk on a goalie. He does, He's going to go with what he knows in Jacob Markstrom, right? Yeah. And, hey, like I'd be I'd be happy to see Thatcher Gemko as a starter next year. Bam. I, bam, I, bam, bam. I wouldn't mind it. I would not. At the end of the day, either Markstrom or Demko, I think I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. I would. I would prefer Markstrom because I think you know what you have with him. Exactly. But like I said when we had that episode, is the Canucks may not have a choice in the matter just because of the cap situation. Yeah, they that's have, true. They have they have you know pretty bad deals. Unless we like to pump Louis tires, it's all a pretty bad deal. Who the hell's pumping his tires, man? He's Everyone when he's like, oh Louis, yo, yo, oh empty net Louis, let's go, come on, buddy. Louis playing with Bo Horvat. Louis Erickson's top like, six minutes. A guy who's making seven hundred and fifty grand. You know, I, I said it before. Put put Mott on that line. You're getting the same results. Yeah, exactly. Yo. Right. Like you're the, the same the results. Canucks may not have a choice to trade Jacob Markstrom just because of some other deals they have. Trade or just get. They're not going to trade him, but get rid of him or just not well, sign yeah, him. And, yeah, yeah. It, should we even mention how how much money someone like Vertanen will make? We kind of threw it around last time, and I, I think I said something fairly low because I can't get. I still can't get my mind wrapped around the fact that Jake Vertanen is good. <laughs> He's getting like three and a half at this rate. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. The Canucks. I'm looking at it right now. Okay, so 
This season, they've already used they've used up ninety nine point nine six percent of their salary cap. That's with guys like Beagle, Sutter, Erickson. That's that's around fourteen million dollars there. Yeah, those guys are still around next year. It's going to be hard to to keep everyone intact here, especially with Markstrom playing the way he is. And yeah, Vertanen is, is getting twenty goals and forty five points, fifty points. Yeah, you got to get paid, mm -hmm. especially for Jake. I mean. <laughs> This may not happen again. Because I'm not trying to be negative. I really am not. He's so you're proved saying me wrong. Him. He has proved me wrong. No, I'm just saying that if you're going into an offseason where you don't have a contract and you're just coming off a 50-point season, yeah, I'm kind of holding out until I get the, the right deal, until I get paid. Because if you look at what he's done in the past, he's been invisible for, what, 80% of his career up until this season. But once again, Jay Vertanen is playing a lot better. He's almost at 20 goals. He's going to make me plead guilty. And I'm going to have to do something that may kill me. You may actually go into... You might get legit alcohol poisoning from shotgunning. Three call cans. Yo, ask Bondi, okay? When when Jay Furtanen had chances, I didn't want him to score. That's how scared yeah. I am. Oh, yeah. Kyle Kyle was legitimately, like, rooting against this guy anytime he had a great A Can someone, chance. like, tap in a he's rebound? Like, yeah, he's, he's, like, looking at him like, you motherfucker, you better not score. Straight the hell up. Okay, let's play a little game here, okay? So we had Quinn Hughes, Elias Pedersen at the All-Star game. Well, well, I'll ask you this before we get well, into it. What about Markstrom? Whatever. Okay. Let's, just, let's just continue with these two. Okay, the faces of the franchise. First off, though, did you watch any of the All-Star game? No. Any of the competitions? No, no right? Not no. even some YouTube was, clips? Just some Twitter stuff? Yeah. I was busy. Okay, anyways. Quinn Hughes, Elias Pedersen, the faces of the franchise. You got a great forward, a great center, and a great elite defenseman. How do they stack up against the likes of a Makar McKinnon? Matthews, Riley. I know McAvoy doesn't put up the amount of points, but like a McAvoy, Pasternak. The, the Canucks may have something like really, really special and unique because a lot of teams don't have that where they have a number one, number one center, number one forward, elite, elite up at the, up at the top. And then if you look at the back end, they have a number one guy too. Mm -hmm. Where did I rank them? Yeah, where would you put them? Or, or do you think they're in the same... Same conversation as a Matthews and a Riley. Yeah, they're in the conversation, yeah. Not there yet, though. No, I don't think they're at that level yet. Like, I would put them over Pasternak and McAvoy just for the sole fact that I think McAvoy is pretty overrated. Really? Yeah. Why so? Doesn't put up the points. Like, he's just... You're a points dude, eh? I'm a points dude when it comes to defensemen. Like, you yeah, know what? I, I've seen a lot of Boston games I in think the playoffs. Quinn, I, think, I think Pasternak is a better forward than Pedersen at this point, but I don't. I think Hughes is a much better defenseman than Kale McCarr. How about Jack Eichel, Ross Mazdalin? Mm, I'd say they're equal. Canucks have something rare, man. You know, a lot of people... They have legit building blocks. They do, they do. And during the All-Star break, whether it be guys like Kopitar being happy that Hughes is signing his jersey or Patrick Kane speaking so highly of a guy like Elias Pedersen, yeah, something special is is there in this city. And we watched a game where the Canucks were being outplayed by a ton. Yet that arena, for obvious reasons, I guess, you know, Damco's making big saves. That arena was loud. That it arena looked was like loud. a good atmosphere. It was. My homie was there. He said it was good. Yo, my homie went alone to a game. Damn. And That's he, dedication. That's he, a true fan. Well, here's the thing. He was a big Canuck fan before. A huge Canuck fan like me. And he's, he claimed that he was going to get back into it completely this season. But I think he hasn't he hasn't gone all in. I don't know if all the Canuck fans that were kind of lost during the, 
the middle part of the last decade are completely back in. But I think we're going to be seeing even more and more Canuck fans wake up from this little slumber that they had with this team. Because, again, you guys you guys have Hughes and Pedersen. And the team, is going. they're going to be playing meaningful games. Let's be honest. This whole thing that they're getting with their goaltending, bailing them out, it's because they have good goaltending. That, that's going to be the case for the for a while. And January is almost done. October, November, December, January, four months in the season. The Canucks have had one bad month. The rest of the year, they've been, they've been good. They've had one really, really, really bad month. And all the other all the other months when it comes to wins and losses, bruh, they're not a bad team. They're look. They're looking like a, they're looking like a playoff team right now. At least, like you said, like a maybe even better than a strong bubble team. As you've been saying. See in the intro, you weren't here for the intro. I went from saying that they're already a strong bubble team to a to a tailgate team to a oh, possible baby. tailgate team. Real That's talk. Like okay, hundred <laughs> percent. Canuck fans, go wake up those other Canuck fans that that still haven't woken up from their slumber, still aren't sold on that team that plays at Rogers. At Rogers Arena, wake them up. Tell them that hockey is cool once again in Vancouver. Because it is. It is. I'm saying it. I didn't know it was going to be like this, this early into the season. I was just ha- I just had my mindset on April. Like, what's going to happen in April? But, yo, these games in February, they're going to be fun to watch. Mm. I'm getting that feeling just a bit back in the stomach. Yo, March, it will be exciting. I, I see it you happening. Got, you got a tingling feeling down there. You're getting pumped. I'm getting a little pumped. I really am. I really am. Now, before we get to the break, let's talk about Miller just for a bit. I- I've been calling him Mr. First Rounder all year. Now I'm going to be calling him Mr. That trade was a good trade. Miller, real talk. Sometimes I just got to take an L. I got to take an L. I really do. A lot of people are going to be taking L's with their thoughts on this trade. Again, I know the first round pick is a, it's risky. It was risky. And that's a lot to pay for. A dude who was coming off a an average season with a team that needed to shed salary. Yes, all those intangibles are there for you to say that this trade was not a good trade. But, man, he's been one of the best forwards in the league. It's been 50 games. 50 games, bro. This is not a 20-game stretch where JT Miller has looked good. It's been 50 games. Two goals in the second period. JT Miller, in that top 50 ranking that TSN put out, he was, he was on that list. The trade's a good trade. It's been it's been amazing for like this is like the absolute best case scenario you could have thought of. Best when case, it, absolutely, yeah. He's coming on. He's and J T. Miller and Elias Patterson look like a dynamic duo. Like you take Brock Besser off that line, you put Jake Rutan, and it looks like they haven't missed a beat. Yeah, and they weren't even entirely noticeable all game today, but they're so good that they pick up points. Good players know how to find points, and they were being carried by Jake Rutan, man. Like things, weird things are happening mm. in the city. Yo, I'll say that again. Vertanen carried that line today. He was good from the I'm start. I'm excited to see what a player like Jake Vertanen can do in the playoffs. He seems like a playoff player. Like he's physical. He's got a bit of skill. Cra- you know, maybe fight, crash and bang. Whoa, whoa! Now you're now you're just like, he's not gonna fight. He's not gonna hit. He's just gonna do what he's doing. He's that's Jake. He's got to hit it. I think in the playoffs. <laughs> still I, one of those. I sure as hell hope so. Don't you remember all those debates over the years? And, and they still may come up again. They may come up in the playoffs. Like everyone. Who was so who was so lost with what Jake Vertanen could give you? Just wanted this dude to hit. Just do something. We've hit. Ne- we we've never seen Jake Vertanen in the playoffs. So like, I'm interested to see like what happens when you. Know, <laughs> what happens? Yeah, you never what know. What happens when the intensity gets ramped up? I want to see you it. You never know. Hey, we talked about Miller and Pedersen before Vertanen. When those two hit the playoff ice, I'm telling you, those two are ballers. Ballers. 
Satir Shah, he mentioned that Hughes and Pedersen, they have the, the Mamba mentality. JT Miller, I would say he has the same type of mentality, man. He's a fucking baller, man. It's It's been a good trade. It really has. Okay, the Canucks. R.I.P. Kobe, man. They We'll, we'll talk about Kobe. Oh, the Mamba, yeah. But we're going to end end the episode off with some Kobe talk. Yeah, it's a hockey podcast. It's a Kyle Bowen production. I don't watch a ton of basketball, but hey, tragic, tragic loss for, for the world. Real talk. Okay, after the break, we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about tailgating, okay? Well, let's just get the... The juice is flowing. Let's have some ideas. It's it's April. The weather's turned nice. The Canucks oh. are playing meaningful games. I'm I'm getting a good feeling and, thinking about it already. And I'm not gonna tailgate. I'm I'm not gonna start my tailgating game one of the playoffs. I'm starting my tailgating game eighty one and game eighty two. Phoenix don't, and Arizona. Don't. Those are two playoff games. <laughs> Did I say much. Phoenix and Arizona? Arizona and Vegas, yo. I really am. I those really those am. are those are playoff games. Pretty much. Hopefully, they end up being playoff games for the most part. They are. I'm excited, man. The feeling, yo. Go wake up. Yes, go wake up. Your ex-Canuck fans, tell them that, that hockey is cool in the city of Vancouver. Once again, you're listening to Sippin' on 40. Yeah. Okay, okay, we are back on Sippin' on a 40. My name, Kyle Bowen, Nick Bondi to my left. Let's do it. Let's just run into this, okay? I'm trying to get the hell out of here. I still want to end my night off. With the walk with my dog, man. Really do. Those late night walks. Some audible. Why not? Let's talk about tailgating. Yes. That's what we're doing at the uh, end of January. Right. Okay. We're trying to have some fun here. And I wanna I wanna make sure that you have your people that are not watching the Canucks yet to begin watching the Canucks because hockey tell is fun tell, once tell again. Tell them it's okay to be back on the bandwagon. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna criticize it. I'm not gonna judge. This is a judgment free zone. I think it's a judgment free zone now though. You can't yeah. you can't buy in completely at game 80 and game 81, game 82. Start now. Join the ride. You have a window from now up until mid-February. Exactly. Again, we're not saying the Canucks are winning the cup. I'm just saying that hockey will be fun again. It's needed. It really is. This city really only has the Canucks. Mm. It feels like that. Okay, so let's have some fun. Nick Bondi, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. We'll do it, yo. We'll do it. One of those days, we'll set up a little tent or something. We We may be kicked out. But that, that'll be some good content, though, right? Oh, and absolutely. And he's like, get these fuckers yeah. out of here. They're not to cook food on our <laughs> fucking property. Okay? I don't give a fuck. We'll do it. All right? We'll take a lift back back home. Watch the game. It doesn't matter. No, no, but- no fuck, fuck lift. Because that's <laughs> what Aquilini likes. We'll take an Uber. We'll take an Uber. If you kick us out, <laughs> we'll take X. an Uber back home. But yeah, we'll do it, man. Let's cook some food for the people. Let's get the party started. All right? So let's say you do host a little tent, a little tailgate at the parking lot somewhere near the arena. What are you feeding the people? All right. Italian sausages, definitely. Okay, cool. That's a nice little pregame Italian snack. Italian sausages. Get some nice buns. Maybe oh. maybe, maybe uh, fry up some peppers. Put some uh, peppers. Oh, maybe, yeah. This guy's grilling like that? Yeah. That, that's You're what grilling I'm doing. like that? Okay. And are, you, that. and are you charging? Oh, that's a good question. Okay. We, we, well, what, what's the problem? I haven't been to too many. Ta- I will, the only tailgate I went to was at the Packers-Seahawks game at Lambeau, like three Four years ago, and I remember going to Tandy, you had to buy drinks and stuff. Okay, so I've I don't know to, what's the proper pro- protocol. I've been to a couple of tailgates, and yeah, some of them you pay for, but the last one that I went to, they were they were filling up my cup full of liquor, giving me free food. Now it was it was a sponsored tailgate, like a oh, company had like okay. their big name over it, so I guess it was it was whatever. They wouldn't even let let me like tip them or nothing. No, they were just giving me Crown mm. Royal. And, and jerk. I don't know if we, I don't know cheese. if Next Wisconsin has that budget though. We may have hey, to charge the people. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's what I was gonna say. Okay, 
if we have to charge people for, you know, your Italian sausage and some, and some drinks, what, what would the drink of choice be for your tent? Okay, we're going alcoholic drinks, Yeah, right? yeah we yeah. are. Uh, either, either gin and tonic or okay. Moscow Mule. There you go. Okay, let's say we do charge people and Bonnie charges you. We'll just take the money and we'll put it back into advertisement or something, you know? Yeah. Let, let's say if we get kicked out, okay, we get the footage. We put some advertising dollars behind that. Post that shit on Instagram. You know, it's for the business. It's for the people. It's for the it's for the city. And we get some nice food out of it. There you go. <laughs> okay, so he's cooking the, the Italian stuff. I, I'm, I'll bring some chicken curry. I really will. Oh, okay. Real talk. Real talk. Tailgate. We'll have a, chicken curry. We'll have a nice ethnic kind of multicultural tailgate. Oh, don't we? Trevor will bring the meatloaf. We'll make sure that, <laughs> we're going to make sure this guy brings the fucking meatloaf. You'll be, you'll be the meat and potatoes guy. <laughs> yeah, meat and potatoes. Okay. A nice dry Vanilla chicken, ice cream. A nice dry chicken breast. No seasoning. <laughs> no salt. Yo, is that true? Like, white people don't put seasoning on yeah, their Yeah, I, I guess so, yeah. That's what I always read online. I don't know if it actually happens. It's one of those things. Like, I don't know if anyone actually does that, but yeah, it's funny to on. think. Like, just a little bit of salt and just put yeah. it in the... Man, oh, man. Okay, so I got chicken curry for you and for drinks. Man, that's a good question. I don't want to get people, like, super, 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 super turned up. Like, I was going to say tequila, but we'll keep it, like, yo, have a cup, have a drink in your cup, mingle, nobody doing shots, you know, maybe just some rum and coke. Hey, uh, I was going to say, I was going to say, I knew you were going to say okay. Crown and Coke. No, not Crown and Coke, though, okay? That, that, we'll, we'll, do, uh, we'll do Pineapple, Captain Morgan's, and Ginger Ale. Is that a good combo? Oh, it's a great drink. Great okay. drink. Now, if it was hotter, I don't know how hot it is, hot it is going to be in April. It'd be a perfect drink, but yo, it'll set the mood, man. Tailgating, it's going to happen. We'll make it happen. We got to do it, okay? Dude, I'm 100% down. If the connects are in that... Yeah, if those games are we can, so We can do it in that parking lot across from Rogers yeah, Arena. Yeah, 100%. Just Let's do it. We have to get there probably like 11 in the morning, though. Let's take <laughs> yo, like, oh, yo, you want... Okay, 100%. <laughs> we'll do it. Okay, that's Saturday. We'll set it up. And it's win-loss, right? We'll have the drinks there. If we get kicked out, we have the drinks with us. Yeah. And we have places downtown that we can go chill out. We have a studio downtown. We, we could just go yeah. finish it off there. Maybe we can get bring the tailgate over there. There's 100%. a little courtyard there, too. We'll do something because those games matter. And I'm feeling it, man. I'm feeling it. I really am. Yo, answer this question, okay? Am I allowed to be this optimistic after years and years and years and years of, of pes pessimistic attitude towards this team and this management group? Because they haven't even made the playoffs yet. They've only played 50 games. They, they've played better, right. but hey, the hope is no. there. Should I feel guilty? Should I have to you're, pay a charge you're for allowed. this? You're allowed to be optimistic. Just be forewarned that this is the prime moment when the Canucks are going to potentially <laughs> rip your heart out and disappoint you again. I guess all I'm saying, just be prepared for that. Be prepared for that. If you're cool with that. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm and you cool. and you know that's a possibility, then go ahead. Yeah, I, I know it's a possibility. I just again I, I just looking at what they've done over four months and I, I don't see them being out of the race. The Pacific is such a weak ass division and my goal for this team was for them to be that strong bubble team. I, I just don't see them not being that. I really don't. I mean if, if Let's say this team doesn't make the playoffs and they're like four points out with three games left. That's still good enough for me. I'm, I'm still going to be excited. I'm still yeah. going to be hoping that, you know, other teams lose and we win, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's what I wanted. I wanted that feeling to come back. I'm just done with the draft lottery. I really am. I'm done with just, just paying attention to all this bullshit. Wins matter. Am I right? Wins matter. That's the only that's thing that matters in sports, man. Wins. Wins, wins, wins. And absolutely. I hope at this point, yeah. and you know what? I think they got, as I said on my uh, latest episode of Power of the Talents coming out at midnight tonight. Okay, okay. Boom, boom. Uh, they have a pretty crucial stretch. That stretch of Islanders, Carolina, Ooh, and then Boston. Yeah. That's going to be a tough stretch. I'm interested to see hey, like how many wins they get out of that. Yeah. How Real many talk. points? Real talk. The Canucks, they beat the Blues tonight. 
three to one. I forgot about that earlier. Horvat got that empty netter from Louis Erickson. Man, that guy's just the empty net king right now. Everything is just weird in Canuckland right now. Vertanen playing well. Erickson replaces Schaller, getting more minutes, Brock on the getting more line. time than Brock Besser. Shit's Jay crazy. Beagle's playing 18 minutes. But the team is picking up dubs, mainly because of their goaltending, and I do see that. I do see that happening for, for the majority of the season. I really do. They're going to get results based on their goaltending. They're still a young team. They have so many holes in their game. We, we saw it tonight. How many chances does this team continue to give up? But Markstrom and Demko, they do their thing. They buy this team time for guys like JT miller Pedersen to get the job done on the scoreboard. Before we leave, let's talk about Kobe just a bit. Again, not the biggest basketball fan, but this affected me a lot because I've been a, I've been a huge sports fan for, for the majority of my life, I'm talking like upwards of like 20, 21 years of casual, not casually, repeatedly watching Sportsnet and SportsCenter every night, 10 o'clock. My parents used to let me stay up just to watch the 10 o'clock SportsCenter oh, for nice. 30 minutes, you know? The first half. They didn't care. It wasn't, they didn't know that I was like watching South Park after and stuff, but I was. <laughs> Anyways, it was part of my routine. It's been part of my routine for years and decades. Kobe's been there the whole time. I've seen his face the whole time. Two years ago, I read Kobe's book as well. Super motivational. Big fan of the, the attitude that he has, and he's just different, unique. And the, world's, the world sometimes needs that. Did, did he sometimes turn people off based on his attitude, shrug people the wrong way? Sure. Some people couldn't handle it, but he was always true to himself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And North American athlete, how many of them transcend worldwide like this dude? Not very many. Not very many. Real talk. I, I, saw, I saw the Philippines. Oh, yeah, he's huge. Basketball's huge in the Philippines in general. Like, Kobe's one of the biggest the athletes. Sport, yeah. It's, it's sad, and it's also, it's also beautiful, like, how much love this guy is getting. And, oh, man, it's just tragic, yo. It's uh, rest in peace, Kobe. And yeah. I know Bondi's a huge basketball fan, so if you want to say yeah. anything. You know, I just, you know, it was tragic news when I first heard it. I honestly didn't believe it and wanted it to happen. And then when the reports came out that he's actually, he actually did pass away with his daughter, and it's, just absolutely tragic. All the people oh, who died on that helicopter, they're going to one of his, his academy out in uh, Southern California that he started. His daughter was apparently like, a, like I just watched the highlights of her. Yeah. She's an absolute baller too. She's like the next Kobe. Like Mamba. The, the, the female, the female WNBA Kobe. I was like what she was like, Yeah, man. ended up being, uh, like trying to project towards and just taking way too short. But I talked about this on the podcast and, you know, for people our age, right? He was our, he was our Michael Jordan. He was, you know, I, like Michael Jordan won his last NBA title when I was four years old, 98. And, of course, like he came back to the Wizards a bit, but he wasn't the same. He was kind of a bit older then, and he wasn't the same player. He wasn't the same dominant force that he was before. But, yeah, he was our, he was our generation's Michael Jordan. He, like, in my opinion, Michael Jordan set the standard for what it means to be a winner in the NBA. Mm -hmm. He won six titles, every, and he went to the final six times, never lost. Three, two back to two back to back three peats. That may never that may never happen in the NBA ever again. But Kobe came as close as you can get to that title. He got he had a he had a three peat, and he won and he won five titles. It's the winner. He won five titles in the six times he went there. He got as close as you can get to the pinnacle of being a championship. The NBA that was Michael Jordan. Yo, I heard I heard a story today how how when Shaq and Kobe had their little fallout. Kobe really stuck around with LA after Shaq left because he wanted to prove to everyone that he didn't need Shaq. Yeah, 100%. That's a that's, crazy yeah. ass story. Like, he already had a couple championships. He's like, yo, I just want to win these by myself now. He, want, he, need, he had the drive to prove that 
hey, I didn't, I don't need Shaq to win. And he went in a bit winning back-to-back titles without him as the main player on the team. I still remember watching that his last game in L.A. against the Utah Jazz. It was his fi- it was the same night that the Golden State Warriors were going for their 73 win to break the record of the 96 Bulls. But I'm like, fuck it. I want to watch Kobe fucking ball out for one last time. He put up like 60 points. It was an amazing game. High, I think a game high for the entire season, his last game. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Rest in peace, Kobe. Rest here's in peace, another, Kobe. Here's another stat that I, keep going, that keep I going. found today. Just keep talking, yo. Out of the top 10 highest scores in NBA history, there's only two that are under 6'8". Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Damn. Both those guys are like the epitome of what it means to be a competitor and drive. Yeah. You watch... You watch there's a video circulating now, but you watch a you watch a video of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant like back to back. Like Kobe Bryant copied all these guys' moves. Yeah, he was he was he studied he studied he studied, the game. he studied and he practiced. There's so many legendary stories of Kobe Bryant, like his work ethic and oh, all these. Yeah, dude, so read many the legend- book, yo. So many legendary stories of his drive and his competitiveness, and that's what made this loss so tragic, and what made him such a huge icon, and what made him so adored is his work ethic and his dedication to his craft. That very few athletes in any sport have. Dude, he never changed. Never changed. Like, that's the thing. If he rubbed you the wrong way because of his of his ways and what he believed in, the fact that he never changed should make you just make you forget about that. You know, that mm. like people are different. People are different. This guy was extraordinary. Real talk, his work ethic was unbelievable. And I said this on my other podcast called Loki, Vancouver's only podcast. I said that the book really taught me how. Once you fall in love with the process and the journey and the practicing, the rest the rest will just like pan out. If you work your Absolutely. hardest and fall in love with the process, getting up early, putting in those long hours for no results, just doing it for for yourself, everything else will pan out. Mm. And I remember when he retired, he had that speech and he was telling his daughters how you need to fall in love with that. You need to be addicted to that. Working, prepping, practicing. One thing this whole situation has taught me is don't let your sports hate cloud your your vision of greatness, right? Yeah, exactly. Don't, like, well, like I'm thinking of, like, the first thing I thought of was, like, Ronaldo versus Messi. There's all these fans online who are super, like, mm-hmm. hate Ronaldo, love Messi, other way around. Don't let your sports hate get in the way of just watching greatness. We're in a... Greatness, yes. Greatness. That's a, that's a, like, if it's if it's not greatness and we're talking about, like, the Bradys and the Bryans, blah, 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 I'm the same way. Yeah. A lot of people hate Tom Brady. I'm like, yo, yeah. you need He's to— He's one of the greatest ever. Don't let your hatred for the— That's one thing. Appreciate it hey, and in I'm the moment. The, and I'm not the biggest Patriots fan out there, as anyone yeah. knows. You still got to give it up for t- Tom Brady saying he's one of the greatest of all time. And appreciate and that's what it. it. Yeah, you got to appreciate what it. That's does. what this thing's taught me is this— you just gotta pre- don't let don't let that you know fan hate get in the way of just you sometimes you gotta appreciate greatness in the moment in the moment in the moment hundred percent rest in peace Kobe I'm sure you'll hear a lot more about all the stories and and just yeah just do yourself a favor yo like listen to all these podcasts whether it be like the Bill Simmons podcast or PMT and and other sports podcasts that just spend hours and hours talking about all these stories and then you'll hear interviews and yeah he's just he'll live forever he really will. And if you really want to pay pay your respects to Kobe, there are many ways to do it. And I think a big a big thing for you to do is to once again just work your ass off. Work your ass off. Absolutely. Set the right lessons for for your friends, for your family members. Pay attention to what you do during the journey and fall in love with it. Fall in love with it. You know, there's a big reason why he won all those championships is because he fucking practices his ass off. He told himself that there was nothing that was going to get in the way. He left it to to no chance. 
Mm-hmm. Real talk, real talk. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. The Canucks, they win 3-1 against the first place Blues. Once again, the Blues in their last 90 games, I think this is probably not right. I'm just making this up. In their last 90 games since last January, they've won like they've won like 90% of them. And the Canucks somehow beat them. Mainly because of Thatcher Demko, okay? The Canucks, first in the Pacific. Yo, strong bubble team to we're about to tailgate. Good times in the city. Go wake up your ex-Canuck fans. Tell them that hockey is fun in the city again. Have them, have them along for the ride. again. Tweet, tweet at me if you want Moscow Mules or Gin and Tonics. Yeah, straight up. And, at, at, at the tailgate. At Nick Bonnie's my handle. Let me know. And I'll, key, and I'll put it under consideration. There you go. Tailgate. Game 82. Vegas, Saturday night. We're doing it. Aquilini, don't kick us out if we do. We're taking an Uber. My name's Kyle Bowen. This is Nick Bondi. Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. I don't know when you're listening to this, but peace. Did I say that right? But we appreciate it. What the fuck am I doing? I'm all over the place. Rest in peace, Kobe. Peace. <laughs>